ஹலோ எவ்ரி ஒன் வெல்கம் டு த செகண்ட் எபிசோட் ஆஃப் மைண்ட் இன் த லாஸ்ட் எபிசோட் ஐ மென்ஷன் தேட் ஐ வில் பி டூயிங் திஸ் பாட்காஸ்ட் ஒன்ஸ் அ வீக் பட் ஓவர் த கோர்ஸ் ஆஃப் த லாஸ்ட் வீக் ஐ ரியலைஸ் தேட் இட்ஸ் டிஃபிகல்ட் ஃபார் மீ டு கம் அப் வித் கான்டென்ட் ஆர் தாட்ஸ் டு ஷேர் எவ்ரி வீக் ஸோ ஐம் ப்ராபப்ளி கோயிங் டு ஃபிகர் அவுட் த ஃப்ரீக்வன்சி ஆஸ் ஐ டூ மோர் அண்ட் மோர் ஆஃப் தீஸ் எபிசோட்ஸ் அட் ஹாக் I want to start this episode with uh, a review on the covid situation particularly in my home country India it's been a really bad 2 or 3 weeks in India with uh, the cases increasing exponentially and uh, people say that it's a new variant of the virus uh, in India and I was kind of doing my research on the internet to check if the vaccines that we receive uh, in the US and in other countries right now protect us against these uh, new mutations and new variants of the original covid strain and i got conflicting reports uh, some of them mentioned that the vaccines guard us from these mutations um, but i also read one article that said that we may need like an annual covid vaccination the situation in india is pretty bleak so i really wish that things change um, and india receives all the support it needs from the international community one of the early social media companies started the idea of a news feed or a public feed of activity on that service uh, and then this was quickly copied by the rest of the social media companies and then it started trickling even beyond the social media organizations every product has to have a news feed um, similarly snapchat came up with the concept of um, transient content um, which was soon copied by Instagram and Facebook as stories and then Twitter followed with their own version of it called fleets and today if you take any random app which has nothing to do with uh, social collaboration they still have a stories feature or an equivalent of this Instagram stories feature uh, the most recent variant of uh, such a viral feature is um, the clubhouse equivalent uh, on twitter it's called twitter spaces and it looks like every other company is now uh, betting on this kind of an interactive podcast content uh, it's an interesting way to get people together uh, and i think it also offers uh, normal people the opportunity to get into a conversation with experts in a certain field or or even celebrities um the the concept revolves around uh, something like an interactive podcast where there are a set of speakers and then uh, a bigger set of listeners uh, and there is like a, a rotation where a couple of speaker spots are dedicated to uh, listeners who can drop in share their thoughts and drop out um it's definitely a unique concept um but over the last few weeks it's gained a lot of popularity 
uh, I was in a Twitter space uh, this weekend. Um, it was celebrating a music director's work. Um, what started off as a normal conversation between people uh, it soon became a session where people started uh, singing songs by the music director and uh, they reminisced the, their childhood memories associated with those songs. Uh, so it was a really enjoyable session that I was a part of. It was nice to see uh, a diverse set of people coming together on a topic and uh, just celebrating the topic uh, without any judgments made about each other. Someone on social media posted a hack uh, for booking air tickets, especially for couples. Uh, his recommendation is to book the aisle seats uh, and not book the middle seat. Apparently, the middle seats are usually the last ones to be sold on flights. So the best case scenario is that your middle seat is unoccupied and you get the full row for yourself. In the worst case scenario, if someone indeed purchases the middle seat, uh, then the idea is to exchange the middle seat uh, for one of your aisle seats. Uh, almost always the person is happy to take the aisle seat. So it's almost like a win-win. Uh, when I read this hack, the only question that came to my mind is, is this ethical? Well, that's a hard question. Ad tech companies spend a lot of money trying to understand the purchasing behavior of their customers. Uh, and they build extensive profiles of their customers by tracking their uh, buying activity, um, both online and in physical stores uh, through different mechanisms. Now, I feel like a person's trash tells a lot about them. Uh, so one thought experiment I was running in my mind last week is that what if these ad tech companies reverse engineer your trash to build profiles about you? Um, a person's trash can tell a lot about them. Uh, for example, in my recyclable trash, you can find my contact lens boxes and packaging. Uh, you can find mails that I did not shred because I'm a normal human. I don't own a shredder. Um, you can see Amazon cardboard boxes and other cardboard boxes that you can pretty much reverse engineer and tell what I purchased. Um, so I think trash is definitely a source of uh, telling what someone does. Um, but this is just a thought experiment. Is it feasible in reality? Is it legal? Am I the only one who disposes trash without a lot of thought? And do others actually shred and dispose uh, all the personally identifiable information from their trash? I don't know. Um, 
can a company undertake this effort at a large scale is this effort profitable is the return on investment better than that of investing in um more conventional data gathering mechanisms that ad tech companies do today these are questions that i do not have an answer for but uh this was definitely um an amusing thought experiment Steve Jobs once told the design is not just what it looks like and feels like the design is how it works a perfect demonstration of this thought is Apple AirTag the item tracker that Apple started shipping last Friday uh these use uh, the U1 chips which are basically uh, chips that emit ultra wide band radiations that are captured by other apple devices um therefore forming a virtual map of these objects uh these exemplify uh simplicity uh but they also work really well apple has thought through most of the common uh, scenarios where these trackers might be abused um they have thought through the stalking use cases and uh if i were to put uh an item tracker on you or like bug you with an item tracker um and if you are having an ios device you will be notified that there is a an air tag that is traveling with you that is not part of your apple account uh so they've kind of solved for the stalking problem although there are open questions as to what if you're an android owner you might not be notified of someone bugging you with an ad tag uh, there's definitely those limitations uh, but it's an interesting product uh as with other interesting apple products i think air tag will have its own stories um of weirdness and quirky behavior and edge cases that apple hasn't solved for i periodically engage myself in a recreational activity that secretes hormones that affects the state of my mind it opens up my mind to dimensions and um observations that i don't perceive uh, when i am in my natural state it makes my mind oscillate and waver and um tries to look at the dual nature of um of anything really uh my mind makes uh, something that's called as a lissajous pattern uh, where it tries to look at the two sides uh, of any topic and tries to rationalize and advocate for both the sides um for example if i were to think about uh, political ideologies i think my mind would oscillate between a highly liberal side of things to a highly conservative side of things 
uh, and it goes back and forth thinking through uh, different ideas based on these uh, two sides and uh, it opens up my mind to laugh at the imperfections of nature uh, and also embrace them uh, i mean i don't laugh at them at, in a condescending way but it just opens up my mind to the imperfections uh, and it opens up my mind to maximum reflection so much so that i start reflecting about the reflection itself uh it's complicated but uh it's again a very fascinating side of my mind mm-hmm.